Welcome back to Water, Water Everywhere, the podcast that's all about H2O, salty and fresh. I'm one of your hosts, Carly Banghouse. And I'm the other one, Lila Glansberg. Oh my gosh. So today we have such a fun episode. We just loved recording and talking to this person, uh, Taylor Crabiel. And to be honest, now that I say that out loud, I don't believe we even asked him how to say his last name. So oh my we're goodness. so sorry, Taylor, if that's wrong. <laughs> Um, but wow, Lila nerded out so hard on boat talk and I learned so many new words and seriously, it's such a fun episode. We hope you like it so much fun. And I think Lila found a new job. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to work for Noah. Exactly. So my friend Noah <laughs> dive in and let's get wet. Let's get wet. So hi, Taylor. How are you? Good. How about you guys? Or I'm y'all? so good. Doing well. Thanks. Perfect. Excited to have you. I am excited to be here. It's been, uh, been a long time coming. I, uh, I actually listened to your podcast before I knew uh, who was making it. And then I just so happened to see, uh, to see uh, you post uh, about it on your Facebook. And all of a sudden, I made, uh, I made a connection in my brain. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, and I was on a train back from DC with my wife and everything. And that's when I started messaging you saying like, oh, I got to, I want to talk to you about hydrology and hydrogeology and hydrography. And this is so cool. I really love your podcast. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy you reached out. Um, you were the first person to just reach out and kind of say that you wanted to come on. Cause in- initially, like we didn't intend to have anyone else on, I don't think. And then like a few other people were really excited about it. So I think this, that's been a fun like addition to the show. Oh, so perfect. thank you for coming on. No, thank you for, for listening. having me. Um, I've been, uh, I've been preparing by the way. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I brought my water bottle to add to the argument here. Ooh, I, okay. What is it? What, what side it? are you on? It yeah. is metal. I, uh, I go uh. for the metal water bottle. And my reason is uh, I used to have a Nalgene. And then um, one time during field camp, I accidentally left my Nalgene out in the sun and I went back to drink my water from it and it was hot. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I had a metal water bottle and I went to drink from that and it was still super cool and I felt refreshed. And from mm-hmm. then on out, I was like, all right, it's gotta be metal all the way. <laughs> that double walled metal, metal bottle. And then what, I recently got this. Oh, uh, who knows? It comes from Disneyland. I needed one. Uh, and then my wife gets a sweet discount there. So it just comes from Disneyland. Oh, nice. Who knows? And then I also got this recently, which is, I think, something I wanted to show off to you both. Uh, it is a tea holder. So what makes it special is in the very top, you can put your tea or your tea bag in it, and there's a little filter, and you just screw it in there, and then you just flip it upside down, and that brews your tea, so it gets uh, nice and uh, good. Nice. And then you flip it back over, and you drink. And so it's wow. been my go-to tea drinking now. Keeps it nice and hot as well, because it's uh, metal. Oh, maybe we can like share that link with people <laughs> if they want to buy that. Cause that's actually really cool. Yes. I will. <laughs> I will find the name of it. It is really nice. Wow. Awesome. That's Change a great intro. Yeah. <laughs> really appreciate you. Um, I've been uh, fighting the good fight for the hydroplaskers. <laughs> I've been walking around practicing that when walking my dog. I'm a, a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. That's hilarious. Okay. So Another bit of housekeeping I want to um, do with you, Taylor, is I don't know how I know you. Um, 
we're Facebook friends. And so I don't know how or why, but what's interesting is you, we have mutual friends from when I was in middle school and then also from college. Um, So it's like, I don't know if we, did we know each other in Vegas? No, for sure not. (laughs) Unless you went to Sig Rogage Middle School. I did go to Sig Rogage Middle School. Oh crap, we may have gone to middle school together. (laughs) When did you graduate high school? 2012. Oh, okay. So we might've gone to middle school and high school together. You go to Palo Verde as well. I didn't go to Palo. I oh, went to okay. Northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went to Palo, uh, which might explain why we have people in common. I grew up right next to uh Sig Rogage, you know, just one of those like little cul-de-sac areas. Was it like Rosedale? No, it was okay. uh, like Quails Ridge. Oh my God. Like... Shut up. Really? Oh, so you know, Quails Ridge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, I guess we know each other from two different uh, angles. Uh, I feel like y'all are like long lost cousins or something. Oh God, that'd be right? nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we also went to the same university. Yeah. I think we may have met in uh, small watersheds right? Uh, because I only took a few hydro related classes to get my second degree in hydrogeology. Uh, my two degrees are geology and hydrogeology. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that that had to be the only one. Cause that was the only one I took outside of the, um, the Mackey school of science uh, for earth science. Okay. Oh. Gosh, I'm like trying to understand the timeline. It's like, I don't even know if we were at, in that class at the same time, <laughs> but it would some... be funny if it turns yeah. out, we just took the same class. We never knew each other. And I just like an idiot befriended you on Facebook because Facebook was like, Oh, you want to make friends with this person? And I said, yeah, sure. Hey, that happens. And I'm honored that that did happen because look at where we are now. Yeah. Yes. I'm very excited. <laughs> That's amazing. And so where, where are you now right now? Again, I'm right now in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Um, Cause my wife moved down here cause she got a great job with great company. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're allowed to say brand name, so I won't say the brand name. We'll just say I'd said the brand name earlier for the water bottle. Um, she's a <laughs> computer science master's uh, master's computer science. And so she's very, very smart. I just mm-hmm. licked rocks for college and she did actual stuff. Nice. Um, and then, um, I'm actually stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. And then, uh, fun news is this week I learned my next job will be in Ketchikan, Alaska on the NOAA oh. ship Fairweather doing hydrography out there as the operations officer. So, awesome. uh, starting December, 2022, I That's ship amazing. off to Alaska. Yeah. Wow. wow. You know, Congrats. your schedule that far in advance. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's nice. What a treat. Uh, I got very lucky to know this. And what's so what's your official job title right now? Right now, I am the HSTB liaison for the East Coast. I like to put a little French accent on it because I think it's funny. Um, uh, and that essentially means I'm the East Coast for all the East Coast hydrography um, assets to NOAA. I'm their point of contact for licensing um, and then like little minute issues like, hey, we are having an offset issue. Can you help us out with that? And if I don't know the answer, then I know all the people that do. Um, and that's my that's my role right now. And before that, I was on a the NOAA ship Thomas Jefferson as a uh, as a junior okay. officer. Okay. And like just to make it very clear, like you work for NOAA. I don't know. If I do work that. for NOAA. Yeah. Yes, I can say out loud. I work for NOAA National <laughs> Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and okay, so what I think is interesting is how someone from the desert like me ends up working somewhere like the ocean. <laughs> so can, yeah. from, okay. From take us from undergrad to like where you are now, like, how did you get here? Yeah. Very yeah. Important. 
Uh, I will say my story for getting to the NOAA core um, is different from every other person's and every other person's story in the NOAA core is very different. Um, that's one of my favorite things about this, about this branch. Um, but uh, undergrad uh, at University of Nevada, Reno, uh, I grew up okay. I was actually born in Reno. Yeah. Yeah. Go Wolfpack. I was actually born in Reno. And then I was uh, middle school. We, mo- we moved down to Vegas and I went back to Reno because, um, you know, in-state tuition, but out of state feel. Uh, and, uh, I started actually as a mining engineer and mechanical engineer. And I learned very quickly, uh, as much as I liked engineering, uh, oh my gosh, I'm not to be responsible for something at some point. I don't want to do that. Uh, here I am driving ships now, but, uh, I, uh, I was like, oh man, I fell in love with geology, took a few geology courses. Like, this is it. This is my, uh, this is my major gone to that, fell in love with it, met a lot of really good friends in there. Uh, halfway through, uh, someone said, Hey, why don't you do hydrogeology as well? It's only four more classes and you've already done two of them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's just do that too. Uh, regret not doing more of those toward the end. Cause they were really fascinating. Um, even the hard ones like fluid dynamics, I was, uh, oh. way by what, a did you take that one? The hydro fluid dynamics? I, I took it. Did I do well? No, I could no. hear the semesters of trauma in that moan <laughs> yeah that was so rough that was i got a i got a c plus so i'm, I'm right with you it was i'm not uh, willing to disclose that information okay okay <laughs> it was not my best class um, look c's yeah. get degrees look c's get degrees especially when you're senior year. yeah yeah uh-huh. uh and so after i graduated um i actually did a lot of internships uh through college at some mining companies like newmont worked out in elko and winamucca um and then throughout college as well i worked at the seismology lab which is literally just sit in front of a computer. Earthquakes come in. I don't know if you know this or not. Nevada is the third highest mm-hmm. uh, earthquake place in the country behind uh, California and, uh, sorry, not California, behind, uh, uh, yeah, California and, and Alaska. Um, so a lot of earthquakes was cool. Undergrad thing was like, yeah, geology, this is going to be it. Uh, I got out and gold was not doing good. And that was all you really do coming out of Mackey. Uh, people go and mm-hmm. do other things too, but that was like the main goal. Um, and gold wasn't doing good. I didn't know what to do with my life. So, uh, my girlfriend, now my wife, uh, her parents were both teachers and they said, Hey, why don't you check out this alternative route to license, uh, become a teacher. I said, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Took night classes. I became a teacher, uh, within like six weeks uh, or six wow. months. I can't remember how f- it's a fast, it's a fast, less turnaround. than a year is less than a year. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nevada is desperate for teachers and so is everyone else. Uh, and I had a science background um, and I became a teacher at a really cool school called Innovations High School in, in downtown Reno. And it was uh, an alternative education school. Um, we only had 250 students um, and my class sizes were between three and 10. So you would think that's lucky, but I would say it's, it's worse than a huge class size because once three kids are done with their assignment for the day, you then are just staring at each other. Mm. Um, mm. and so they had me teaching biology uh, as a geology major and environmental science, and then also teaching like life studies where we were talking about like, how do these kids get jobs and internships? Um, oh, that's great. those kids biology class was the most geology class biology they will ever take. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I was doing that and I was still applying to geology jobs and just wasn't hitting the mark like I wanted to. And so I, uh, I started branching out and I just so happened to be reading this book. Uh, hold on. I got, I took a screenshot of the book's name because I always forget it. Uh, it says book on the history and philosophy and reasons why we measure things. It's called world in the balance, the historical quest for the absolute system of measurement. 
Interesting. It's a it's a great book. It's just a quick little read. Wait, wait, um, what sure. would like inspire someone to read a book with a, a boring name like that? Uh, <laughs> you're in Harley. Powell's you're in Powell's bookstore, you know, in, in uh, Portland, Oregon, and you yeah. and you got to buy a book because you're in Powell's yeah, bookstore. Like, and I guess you found was, why we measure things. Okay, okay. No, it's, it's, books it's, like that can be. I cool. bet it's fascinating. I just like out of all the books that one could be inspired by, you know, you hear a lot of other titles. <laughs> Carly would rather read Twilight, everybody. I, I've never look, read Twilight. You never read you, Twilight? No, I'm movies, not a nerd. Right? You're not a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you nerds out there that love Twilight. <laughs> I'm just pulling your leg. I'm just pulling your yeah. leg. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, you're fine. Uh, no, it's it by? Who wrote it? Oh, God. Who did wrote this? It was just like this philosophy <laughs> professor. Um, We're going to link that. Reached yeah. out to and said hi to a couple times, but he's never emailed back. Uh, <laughs> his name's Robert uh crease i want to say robert p crease robert if um, you're listening respond back to taylor please yes. do it's a cool <laughs> book uh yes yeah, so i was reading that book and in it he starts talking about this thing called hydrography and the coast survey and thomas jefferson creates this thing called coast survey and this guy Ferdinand hassler is like measuring the ocean i'm like oh this is really cool so i was going on and on about it and i'm like coast and geodetic survey cool cool this thing still exists and so i'm googling it and also I find out, no, it doesn't exist anymore because it became NOAA. Um, uh, Nixon made it into NOAA uh, during the 70s. And so I was like, wow, that's really cool. I wonder how someone does a job for this. And so I'm like Googling it and up pops a NOAA core. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. And I'm reading through it and I'm listening to my favorite podcast about Star Trek. So I'm hearing these things about Star Trek and I'm reading this thing about this scientific uniform service. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. I'm a huge Trekkie. Like this got to be it this is like calling my name. And so I, uh, I applied and, uh, I got in my first round, um, was really funny actually is I told my mom and dad, like, Hey, I'm going to go apply for this thing called the NOAA Corps. I'm gonna go to this thing called NOAA. My dad works at the university of Oregon. And he kept on saying like, I've never heard of NOAA before. What is what? NOAA? I have no idea. This is, he's a, he's a finance guy. So he's, he's not oh, even God. a professor I mean- type. Yeah, so they thought it was a scam. They were like, no, there's no such thing as NOAA. I don't even know what this NOAA thing You're is. You're getting scammed by yeah, the like, U.S. government. <laughs> grew up what, on is, the- what is that application process like? Um, is it just through USA Jobs, like other federal positions, or is it more involved because like you're, it's more of a... Like a, like a military. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is not through USA Jobs. Thank okay. gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. I feel bad for anyone who has to apply for that thing. That is... What yeah. a hard life. Um <laughs> Uh, no, There's it is trick to it. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard the trick. I've heard the old trick used to be, you take your resume and you take all the words they want and you make it white. And then you put that in there. So the computer catches all the keywords. <laughs> uh, I've heard they've gotten rid of that trick, but that apparently the rumor is that was the old. Oh, trick. and they just can't see it. Yeah. Like the computer catches like, Oh, this person's perfect. Cause they have all the cre- They have all the perfect words. Huh? So wait, I'm unfamiliar with USA jobs. Okay. So if you want to work for the federal government, typically you have to apply through us usajobs.gov and they, you can't just put in a regular old resume. It's a very specific like outline that they're looking for in terms of a resume. And then on top of that, like you may be very well qualified, probably overqualified. And then they ask you a series of a few questions, um, just like, are you excellent at doing something or just good enough at doing something? And if you don't say that you're like excellent at doing all these different tasks, you will not get pushed ahead to the actual person that 
wants to hire you. The people that are looking at these resumes and applications are not even in the likely the the agency or office that you're applying to. So it's like that's wild. So wildly unbiased that it doesn't work uh sometimes. I don't want to talk bias. Shit. Yeah. I don't want to talk shit at all because like I've I benefited from the from the system. Um like I <laughs> I work I won't say, but like you have you know, applied through I'm this not, successfully. That's how past. I ha- yeah. I'm currently employed because of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It is, uh, but I, it is heard... it took me two years because of this. Can you like can you like email the hiring person? Like can you go through USA jobs with them be like, hi, I applied through USA jobs, but also here's my resume and here's like my cover. No, no, like no, 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 no. I've I've heard of people doing it, but you can that ask person... why they rejected you and that's it. Wow. Yeah, I've heard of people doing it, but I've also heard people say like, that doesn't mean you're going to get in. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that person actually has no power to be like, uh, I've, I've heard of people not getting jobs through it that were literally like, hey, if you look at my resume, like uh, we had someone that recently didn't get a job through USA Jobs and literally uh, they were just leaving that job. So they didn't get the job that they just left um, to get that job. Uh, so it stinks sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's, it's more hard fair and it takes a long it's a long process too i feel like this is just like one of those things that like the generation that's older than us is like they're like yeah just mark like oversell yourself like say that you're great at everything and you gotta walk into that office and shake that manager's hand (laughs) yeah and it's just it's not it's like not how millennials work like it's not i feel like how our generation really functions like we just like well well like like we did all the things yeah smart enough but i'm not gonna yeah yeah interesting it's difficult so yeah. uh, so anyways what you're saying anyways, Noah, yeah, no Noah, Noah's yeah. not like that <laughs> Noah, Noah core Noah is not like not, that Noah, yeah. uh, Noah that oh, organization the diff? Uh, so the diff is Noah core is a uniform service uh uh so you've probably heard of the air force army navy mm-hmm. coast sure. guard marines now yes. space force um <laughs> uh there's two other branches of uh, uniform service. There's the United States Public Health Service, which is that's where the Surgeon General comes from. They wear like an admiral's uniform. If you've ever seen them, they're like in a Navy uniform. Yes. Um, they're a uniform service. And then there's us, the NOAA Corps, which is only about 350 officers. Um, and wow. we are under the Department of Commerce and in NOAA. And we operate the airplane. So our poster child probably is like the hurricane hunters every year when the hurricane hits. Uh, and a hurricane penetrates the uh, plane, penetrates the hurricane, all that kind of stuff. That's a no core pilot. Um, and then we also drive the ships for, um, uh, for no, all 15, uh, soon to be hopefully 16, 17, 18 uh, research vessels. So we're talking like the Armstrong. The- no, no. The Armstrong's a, a, a university uh, vessel. So uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, technically, I guess owned by the Navy. Technically it's a, weird complicated thing oh wow oh. no so like uh, talked. <laughs> o- okeanos explorer might be yeah. one of our bigger poster trials that is okay. a that is a no platform with the uh the rov and everything sure so that's a job you can get you can go sail on that ship and, and drive it and yep. work your way up to captain lila how do you know about these ships how does that there's just like big research vessel names like the okay. RV Atlantis is a pretty recent one, but also maybe not a NOAA vessel. I'm not sure. a NOAA vessel, unfortunately. Wow. So I just, I mean, maybe I just like lump all these things together in my head. Um, like Huey MIT has a couple of boats and I think maybe people just like hear like Huey, maybe it's Huey's new research vessel and not Noah's. 
Um, they uh, they'll you know many. Have... What are the acronyms and initialisms? Oh, acronyms versus both? initialisms. Yeah, yeah, I think. We were oh yeah, yeah, before. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah so. I, I believe that everyone's allowed to be pedantic about one thing in their entire life. And for some reason, <laughs> I'd allow to be pedantic about this. Um, so acronyms and initialisms. Um, an acronym is when you say the word that it is, uh, you know, abbreviating. So like Noah, uh, POTUS, uh, mm. uh, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Uh, Hui. NASA, Hui, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the other ones is initialisms, and that's like FBI, CIA, USGS, um, uh, ROTC, uh, things like that. Th those are all, yep, you just say the letters or anything. And so it's a fun, oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Anyway. And so, and yeah. by the way, what is, tell everyone what NOAA stands for. I feel like we should have said uh, that up top, but you, you did say it, but yeah. Oh, you did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. National so Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. Yeah. Amazing. Hopefully okay. I got that right. Oh God. I hope I did. You did. You, you did. Okay. Fired. Um, yeah. I so have it in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Huey has, I think fact checker, Carly. Um, <laughs> Huey has, Huey is the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution, another large and reputable um, oceanographic research institution much like NOAA but not affiliated with the government and so I think maybe Huey has like a lot of their own research vessels and I think that they're also NOAA but they're not and the deep diving submersible Alvin is also Huey and not NOAA I think it's owned by NOAA but there's not like a uh I don't actually know I know it's I know it was funded by NOAA at one point and that's, isn't Alvin on the Armstrong I think it is I don't really know what it is I know it was funded by NOAA okay because I know they found the the black smokers and that was like a NOAA funded program I thought that Whoa. was yeah. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so would you, as a part of the NOAA Corps is like, and I don't know what your licensure is or anything like that, but could you theoretically go on Alvin or on the ship that carries Alvin? Or is that not under your jurisdiction? Uh, not really under my jurisdiction. Okay. Um, so uh, in training, our training uh, takes place at the Coast Guard Academy mm -hmm. uh, alongside with the OCS Officer Training Corps Wow. Um, with the uh, Coast Guard officers. Yeah. Um, and yep. so it's your typical boot camp, 17 weeks getting yelled at. Uh, oh, wow. Getting yelled at. Uh, and then uh, along with that, you're pretty much taking all the classes and doing everything it would take to get a hundred ton masters. Mm -hmm. um, so if you left there, you got all the co coursework correct. You got your TWIC. Um, yep. Carla, do you know what a TWIC is? I guess. No. A, a TWIC is like a, I don't actually know what it stands for. I know it's a transportation card. Yeah. Transportation to... workers, something, something card. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have this in order to get your maritime licensures. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just like this card you need. So if you have like your TWIC, your classwork done, um, you have your days at sea, um, technically we can then apply and get our 100 ton. Um, I've been trying to apply to get my 200 ton because I now have my days at sea and everything, but uh, it's a long process. So did you have your sea time before you did boot camp or did you get your sea, sea time during boot camp? No, I got my sea time after boot camp. After. Um, wow, so it's not it's not part of it. No, it's not. Okay. Um, but you know, all the licensure and everything holds holds on long enough that I can then apply my sea time. Right, you later. have like a year. Yeah, yeah. That's and what's really cool. nice. Yeah, what's really cool is actually on uh, federal vessels, you don't have to be underway to acquire sea time. So mm -hmm. uh, I think it's sixty percent the time you're assigned to a vessel counts as sea time. So even if you're alongside, one day alongside equals like one sixth of a day or something. I, I'd have to go back and research it again, but, um, yeah. 
Um, but uh, before we cool. get yeah. like too ahead of ourselves, oh, yeah, with, sorry, um, sorry, like the the boat talk, guys. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, um, Kylie. <laughs> I want to I want to talk about Noah first and like why it exists and the functions of that under the Department of Conver- of Commerce, and like yeah, yeah, how your work plays into that. Yeah, so uh, Noah is split up against I think seven line offices. Um, I cannot quote to you the seven line off the top of my head anymore, um, but that includes like the weather service, um, uh, NOS, which is like uh, my line office, uh, OMEO, which is Office of Marine and Aviation and Operations. I'll have to double check on that one, but that's that's what uh, NOCOR falls under. It's just pretty much, hey, we operate the boats and the planes. Um, so we do a host of things. Noah does a host of stuff. So weather uh, is a big thing probably people know us for. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, charting is what I do. So uh, charting the ocean uh, is a big thing that we do. Uh, fishery research and fishery uh, enforcement as well. So there's even a police force in NOAA. There's uh, NOAA police that run around. Um, and then, oh man, and then research as well. So there's an entire deep sea research arm of NOAA. Um, so just a host of information. And there's also a satellite as well. So we have the GO satellites doing weather information and whatever they need to else do. Um, and so how does that fit in the Department of Commerce? Well, uh, this kind of data really helps uh, our day-to-day life. So the best example, there's a lot of good example. A good example I can give is um, Reno relies on snow studies. Um, so like SWE, uh, snow water equivalent. Um, and so one of the SWE uh, surveys that are get done are done by NOAA airplanes. And um, so that, information tells uh, places like Reno and places that require to know, hey, I need to know how much water I'm going to get in this year so I can operate. Um, so Noah goes out, collects that data, and then gives it to the public uh, all, all for free, which is really nice, uh, including our charts. So uh, that's the section I'm under, um, which is creating the charts uh, for the economic zones of America. And so we go out, we collect the data, we create uh, the charts, make them high resolution. And then us and New Zealand, I think, are the only two countries that give away our charts for free. You can just go download charts. You go to Canada, you have to buy the charts. You go to the UK, you got to yep. buy the charts. Um, America's the only place you go, here you go. Here's our data for free. Take it, yeah. uh, which is a huge benefit. Uh, the best benefit I can think of as well is uh, you're hearing about the uh, uh, the problem right now happening in LA. Um one of the things that happens is we get these big cargo ships coming in to like LA or other ports. Mm -hmm. And so in order to know like, Hey, how much, uh, the draft of a vessel coming in draft of vessel, meaning like how far underwater it is, um, that draft of vessel on like these big cargo ship can equate to thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, so if we can survey an area and let them know at a high quality and tell them like, yes, it is this deep and you're good. Um, they can bring in technically more uh, deep draft vessels, which equate to more money for for the ports, um, and then also just safety navigation. Right? We don't want people we don't want people to get aground. We don't want them to, to hit rocks or anything. Uh, safe navigation is 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 important to everyone. Um, so that's yeah. that's a huge impact on the on uh, the commerce of America. And then obviously weather. I I feel like almost weather speaks for itself, right? Like we all care about the weather. Uh, you have too much ice, uh, your plants are going to die. So it's nice to know what the, what the weather's going to be. Uh, yeah. Does that, does that help out? Does that, oh, that answer the uh, question of what Noah I, does? Yeah. 
Absolutely. A large umbrella. It sounds like very big. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to quickly read off this list to just keep it, uh, cause it is interesting what, what everything that happens there. Um, Okay, the National no, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is an American scientific regulatory agency within the United States Department of Commerce that forecasts weather, monitors oceanic and atmospheric conditions, charts the seas, conducts deep sea exploration, and manages fishing and protection of marine mammals and endangered species. So that's really cool. Yeah, like, I forgot all about the endangered yeah. species part. That's a huge, huge factor. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then you specifically, like you mentioned, you are charting the sea or chart making charts. The charting uh, the sea, is that the same thing? Yeah, yeah, doing the same <laughs> okay. thing. Uh, we we do both. Uh, Noah both creates the charts, and uh, we do the hydrography. So, um, yeah. So when I go out there on the Noah ships, in particular the survey ships, we are we are charting the sea. We are mapping it. We are uh, using sonars to ping the bottom, and then collect high resolution data, and then we turn that in and that gets turned into, into charts. Awesome. And, um, this is the last uh, definition I'll throw out there just for the listeners. Hydrography is the science that measures and describes the physical features of bodies of water and the land areas adjacent to those bodies of water. Um, it's just yes. interesting <laughs> to me because like, I wish I could talk about what I, what I do. Um, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But it's just interesting how Some all similarities there. Yeah. Yeah. All on, uh, encompassing hydrography is so almost like water, water is everywhere. It's almost that's, like it's everywhere. That's crazy. Can we use that? I think, is it copyrighted? Yeah. We well, uh, we'll give you a trademark on it. All right. Cool. cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm looking into <laughs> it already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned that you're starting like a, at a new station in Alaska. Mm-hmm. in December. So how does your job change frequently? And like, is there always that like bouncing around or? Yeah. So for, uh, for civilians in NOAA, sorry, that's my dog in the background. She has had a long that's day. Okay. Uh, we all? uh, civilians in NOAA, they will, uh, you know, they'll stay in their job for a while, uh, you know, just like any other government service, but, uh, NOAA core, um, after that 17 weeks of training, you go to your first ship, two years on that first ship. Um, then you go to a land assignment for three years, get off that land assignment, go to another ship for two years, hmm. go back to land assignment back and forth until you're uh, a CEO of a ship. And then, uh, you're looking at the end of your 20 year career. So we only have to do 20 years until retirement, which is nice. nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, I do, so to give you an example, I did, uh, two years on the NOAA ship, Thomas Jefferson out of Norfolk, Virginia. We did a lot of cool surveys. We did the approaches like Galveston, and then we did the hurricane response surveys in, uh, uh, for Hurricane Maria down in Puerto oh, Rico. Wow. That was going into that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I was unfortunate or fortunate not to be there for the initial response survey that they did a year before I arrived, um, where they actually were like, they went, they steamed from, uh, Norfolk. They went to, uh, Puerto Rico, they did the survey and then they came back and they never got off the boat. Um, and the pictures from that are just, it's what just crazy. Steam is like, just, that's where you leave from motor. or motor. just like okay. to, just to drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, and so, yeah, cool. they, 
sailed for 45, 50 days straight. They held all their stuff into, which is, which is a pretty big deal. Um, it's really cool. Um, uh, yeah. And then they did the hurricane response and then I came the next what year. Does and we that did. include what is a hurricane response for Noah? What does that mean? Um, so for, uh, the hydro ships, it pretty much means, uh, we go out, we put, uh, boats in the water and we also, the big ship itself is also surveying. And it just means that we are, uh, driving around and we are remapping the bottom to figure out if there are hazards to navigation. Um, we're going to help open back up the port, uh, make sure that it's safe for, uh, other ships to come in pretty much. Um, and then sometimes it means also going ashore and doing uh, other surveying, like ashore and everything. Mm. Uh, they also did, Thomas Jefferson was also involved in opening up uh, New York during, uh, after Sandy Hook, not Sandy Hook, sorry. Um, just Sandy. Different. Just Sandy. Hurricane Thank Sandy. you. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Uh, they were actually the first ship in there and they were just steaming around uh, New York Harbor by themselves yeah. for like the first day. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So y'all are, are making the charts um yes. how do you keep yourself like your boat safe your mothership yeah, yeah so uh I... good yeah cool uh sorry hold on i just lost there's lots of pop-ups on my screen excuse <laughs> no that's not it i know what question i'm gonna ask i just want to get up my other notes as well there we go okay so i was wondering so you are the first one into a harbor or a coastline or a coastal area um, after that coastline has theoretically changed and in a way that we don't know about or are unfamiliar with. And I guess just like, what if there is a big rock that could scratch your hull? Like, how do you, are there methods in place to keep yourself and your boat safe while you're out there? Or is it kind of like a known risk that you're taking on? Uh, yeah. So there are, there are definitely methods. I mean, in all of hydrography, there is that known risk of, uh, uh -oh. but, uh, we, we will steer away from that as much as possible. Right? These are, these are multi-million to billion dollar platforms. No one wants to damage these things. No. Uh, I also don't want to get fired. Uh, sure. so, uh, the best example I can give is not even hurricane response. Uh, that's such a rare thing to do. Um, and normally when you're doing that hurricane response, you kind of have an okay idea of what the seafloor is going to look like. And then you sure. can also see like broken boats in the water so you can yeah. know, like don't go there yep. um you're not going in blind <laughs> yeah but the best example of actually going in blind might be alaska where there are charts with only like one sounding from like 1890 something from jimmy bo bob from coast and geodetic that just did a lead line there and bounced oh my goodness yeah so the ship i'm going to the the no ship fairweather that's that's kind of their bread and butter um there's actually a really cool photo a while back ago from them where they were surveying an area that on the chart was labeled glacier and you can see their AIS, uh, what does AIS stand for? It's uh camera stands for, but pretty much it means, uh, Hey, here's my beacon for telling people where I am. Uh, that's when AIS is, but their AIS for their boat was saying they were in the middle of this glacier. Uh, and then they, there's pictures of them being like, Nope, no glacier. Um, yeah. I think it might've been glacier park. Uh, I'd huh. go back and check, but, uh, so how do you make sure that you're not going to hit something there? Uh, what you do, uh, for the big boats is you kind of stay in what we call good water. I don't know. Mm -hmm. if, I don't know if the rest of maritime industry calls it good water or not. What, I is, call good, good water. what, is, what is good water? Uh, good water is when, uh, it is deep enough that, you know, you ain't going to hit anything. Yeah. It's what okay. it's, like. it's, you know, that you're like safe. 
Yeah. Okay. Not you're okay. not like near any big coastal elements or anything. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Talk 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 like you're talking to a fifth grader about what sure. does and like a girl that doesn't know anything about Yeah, ships. no worries. <laughs> uh yeah, no worries. You're doing a really uh, good job, Carl. <laughs> I'm catching on fast. Oh, I'm you're catching on fast as another person from Nevada. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't have uh, good water in Nevada. Crazy. Yeah, do we have good water there? Is Lake Mead? Actually, <laughs> we do have two NOAA charts actually. Uh, we no actually have way. the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Tahoe. the first NOAA chart to go from um to uh we uh, raster charts, otherwise known as paper charts, are uh, kind of on the way out. Um, I'll get back to the thing about how we go into places. Yeah, thank uh, you. But uh. Raster charts on their way out, and uh, we're going to electronic charts only. And so the first chart to go pure electronic was Lake Tahoe, my uh, uh, my grandma and my mom's hometown. And the wow. other chart in Nevada is Lake Mead. Fun. So, so my national, <laughs> yeah, national oceanic and freshwater and atmospheric administration. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't realize that Noah was doing freshwater stuff. Um, it's very rare. It's very rare. It, it is. Uh, those are I mean, navigable waters. It makes waters. sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense why a Lake Mead w- would have that because it's so disputable and. Yeah. You know, the Army regulated. Corps normally takes care of that kind of stuff. Army Corps mm-hmm. of Engineers normally takes care of stuff like um, the Mississippi's under their jurisdiction. Yeah. Um, and like internal navigation is really their thing. But um, yeah. Oh, anyway, so dangerous area. You don't know what's there. It's Alaska. There's only one sounding. What do you bears. do? Uh, bears, bears everywhere. Bear mace. Uh, uh, you. What you do for the ones in Alaska is uh, you go in slow, you anchor the boat or keep it out in good water and kind of just steam to steam is just mm-hmm. to go back and forth, back and forth. Yep. Um, and then you will send in your small boat with its sonar on it. So, you ah. know, it won't hit anything. And then we just do a quick survey. We create something called a geotiff, uh, a geotiff uh, for those that don't know, um, GIS world or uh, graphical information system world. A geotiff is literally just like a picture where each pixel has a value that equates to elevation. And for us, that's elevation equals depth of water. So we'll go in there with our small boats. We'll do a quick little uh, survey, uh, get information like recon it, and then come back. And then the big ship will then come in and then we'll probably anchor the big ship closer. And then we'll release the small boats again so they can get even farther in. And uh, yeah, kind of half step it in. Um, there are also times where you are in the middle of a survey and even a small boat will, uh, you know, you don't want that thing to hit the water. So we do something called half stepping where you keep half your hull in, um, in good water. So you have your sonar kind of goes out um, past the ship. Uh, uh, we'll say like, who knows? I can't really think off the top of my head, uh, like 10 feet on each side, Sure. we'll say. Um, and so you keep half your ship in good water, half in, uh, new water. And so you're getting that data in constantly. And as soon as you see something come up on your screen that says, Hey, that is bad water. You just turn it back into good wow. water. So that's called half stepping. So, um, that's how you just kind of, uh, a method of doing, it. and we do that all the time. That is a, that is an intense position to be in as an officer. Yeah. On boat, and I how imagine. big are these ships also? Like I'm, I'm imagining gigantic, like vessels. Uh, like- yeah. Being around the Navy makes me feel like I'm small. Um, <laughs> in Norfolk, Virginia, in case you don't know, Norfolk, Virginia, largest mm-hmm. naval port, there's like three aircraft carriers there. Yeah. Wow. So okay. it's huge. Um, and then I'm going next to these huge super tankers and everything all the time. So we feel small. Uh, the Thomas Jefferson is only 210 feet long. 
Um, she's just over 1600 tons, maybe less. Uh, that's important by the way, uh, the tonnage of your ship, because that equates to your license. There are certain licenses for certain tonnage. So there's hundred, 200, 500 ton, 1600 ton. And then there's unlimited, which means anything above that. Yeah. yeah. And what's um, the purpose and- of that, of those, of differentiating between the tonnage? Harder to drive, okay. uh, different, different vessel classes and everything. And so, uh, the world has decided to make, uh, different licenses for those. All right, cool. And it doesn't always equate directly to like size or weight. I think sometimes it's related to like how many people it can have aboard, how much capacity there is for cargo and things like that. So it's one of those things that sounds kind of straightforward, but then in classic Coast Guard fashion is not. Classic okay. Coast Guard. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your maritime license, classic Coast Guard. What oh a, my God. What a thing. <laughs> we could uh, have a whole, yeah, Taylor and uh, I could have a whole podcast just ranting about just the licensure process. My, <laughs> my wife hates when I do this. She calls it boat talk and she just like tunes out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so how big are our boats? Uh, 210 is about the size of the Thomas Jefferson, our largest boats, maybe 300 feet. Uh, that would be the Ron Brown and that's an international ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Okeanos is around two, 200 something. Uh, so that's, that's normally the size of our boats in, yeah. in the 200s to 150 category. Uh, and that length. is length from the front of the boat to the back of the boat. Yes, correct. For people yes. out there. Yeah. And if you didn't remember that, you should go back and listen in to the episode where Lila returns and tells us that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So like compared to the ship that you were on, Lila, how is that around the same size? It's bigger. Uh, bigger. My boat is okay. smaller Okay. by a oh. good amount. This boat is my phobia small. Uh, I like so, also that we're saying boat. People would yeah, kill me boat. that I'm saying boat. <laughs> Oh, what really? Are we supposed See, to we say ship? ship. What do we say? Well, there's those hardcore mariners out there. Vessel, Vessel has yeah. a whole definition and everything. And yeah, yeah. ship. We say, uh, I was in my job, we call it boat ship vessel are all acceptable. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, how big is, uh, I assume it was a tall ship, right? Yes, tall ship and uh, 134 feet, I believe. It's like good size. It's chunky. Yeah. Yeah. She's smooth. Um, uh, <laughs> Tall ship, by the way, means like when you think of like old pirate ships, like yeah. that's a tall ship. You could climb the mast. Uh, during our uh, training, we could go out on the Eagle, the Coast Guard oh, no Eagle. Way. I thought I'd be brave enough to go all the way up. Um, no, nope. Turns out, nope, can't do that. <laughs> um, yes, going aloft, climbing on the rigging up the sails is scary. Yeah. Uh, and something you feel like, yeah, I could totally do that. And then you realize, um, uh, and mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but like, uh, you're, you wear a harness, but it's, it's to keep you from falling. It's not really to like protect you that much. So it's like a big trust with yourself exercise. Um, but yeah, no, the Eagle is a pretty cool. If y'all haven't seen the Coast Guard Eagle, it's, uh, it's a, a really cool ship that we'll the Coast Guard got. Yeah. It. it used to be in Connecticut. Um, my so friend was the engineer on it for a long time. Actually, oh, so cool. One of the engineers. Yeah. But we got it from like the Nazis, I think. We after World did. War II. Apparently, yeah. the story goes that wow. uh, after World War II, we kind of divvied up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And this was an old Nazi uh, training ship, and um, America got it after we kind of were like, "Hey, we kind of want a ship." And <laughs> Russia and everyone else was like, "Okay, here you go." Uh, what's funny though is that like every single time I brought that up when we were sailing on the on the Eagle the the co or like one of the uh the coasties as we call them uh, would be like shh, 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 oh, that's funny. we don't talk about that we, we don't we don't want to be associated with that oh my gosh so kind of in that same vein of like climbing a ship for the first time like 
how what's it like being from a landlocked place like Nevada to like being out on the open sea like I mean I'm gonna just assume that you probably didn't grow up going to the being out at sea my first time at sea was on the eagle okay Um, so what a cool first time (laughs) ah I'm gonna still say out loud I'm still hate the water still scares me I mean hey scary right like (laughs) okay look just drain the water let me go out there and measure all the rocks and we'll just put it right back and we'll be all done um I mean it's scary it's a scary place right like it's mother nature at her finest like her wildest i ain't supposed to be there there right like i don't got fins i don't got uh gills i grew up in the middle of nevada like you know we talk about i mean my wife make a joke like you know you see a spider in your house you're like this is my territory not yours and you go outside (laughs) and see a spider you're like look man your territory not mine yeah on the ocean sometimes i just feel like i see a dolphin like hey man your territory not mine i'm just like yeah i'm just chilling here (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh I'm scared of the ocean still. I, I still am afraid of it. I love it to death. I love this job to death. Um, I like to joke that this is as close to Star Trek as I'm going to get. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, so that great. helps me. The ocean and outer space are pretty similar. Pretty, pretty key, much the same, right? Ways. Yeah. They don't yeah, both want both you there. Terrifying. Right. Yeah. Can't live in either of them. Yeah. <laughs> also, the volcanoes. Thank you. Oh. Yes. Well, thank you for being honest about that. Cause like, I, I love water so much, but I fear it because I, I respect it. And I know that she wins every time she will, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but it scares the hell out of me. Like even yeah. uh, smaller bodies of water sometimes are I think scary. <laughs> there's a doctor who episode with David Tennant where he's fighting water creatures on Mars or something. Yeah. And he says something along the lines of like, no, water takes its time and like water waits. And it's like this, ah, man, I wish I could memorize it. It just is this creepy line. And every now and then just pops in my head. I'm like, oh, uh, yep. Water takes its time and water will be there. On another note, uh, if you watch Frozen 2, water has memory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you haven't seen that movie, you should, because it's amazing. Anyway. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm a- yeah, you're uh, so frozen. I mean, Frozen Two is I. So I didn't love Frozen One. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this right now. But Frozen Two is like either. It's actually, you don't need to watch one. It gives you a good enough <laughs> recap. You get a recap in the beginning. Read a synopsis. Frozen Two is actually one of the best movies out there. I'm not joking. This All right. Great. Well, you heard the it animation is ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I'm a huge water, water Frozen area. fan. Thank you. If you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Every now and then my Facebook, I'll repost it when I was teaching high school. Every now and then I would uh, just decide to play the Frozen theme song, uh, theme song, the Frozen Let It Go as loud yeah. as I could and just dance with the kids because um, God, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Still on my top soundtrack. Wow. Super nerd. That's amazing. Anyways, so boats. <laughs> yeah, boats. <laughs> boats and hoes. We had a boat in that movie. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. I, was I don't Yeah, Lila. Frozen. Do you have, um, other questions i kind of exhausted mine because i know nothing about i do have so. some questions yeah um i love learning about charts i think charts charts by the way are what you call a map when you put it on a boat yes. take a map put it on a boat it's a chart okay don't call it's it one a, of those don't like call it a map it's like you call you don't call them ropes you call them lines yeah so uh it's one of those like sailor kind of douche yeah oh look oh, was it the ashley book of knots or is that it's just a handy book of just knots handy that someone bought me. Yes. I got to work on my, on Very my good. knots. <laughs> yeah. Knots awesome. good things to know when you're on a boat for sure. Uh, nautical. Yeah. So, uh, 
it's just like, it's like one of those things, like when I'm on the boat, um, we don't call them floors, we call them souls, right? Or we don't call them walls, we call them bulkheads. It's just one of those like sailor language things that you have to say, um, where people get mad. But so charts are maps on boats. Um, and we use charts when we're out at sea. We actually don't use a lot of electronic navigation when on my boat, um, because we like to uh, kind of keep the traditional ways of seafaring and all that. And I know that when you get an ocean crossing license, so a captain's license that allows you to go more than a couple hundred miles from shore and you're making big, long ocean crossing journeys, uh, you need to be trained on a sextant and also how to use these paper charts because What's a sextant A sextant is, God, it was, it was invented in the one. 1600s, I think. Do you have one? I have one, but I don't is think it it's like the, one of the lines with the pointy thing. It looks that like if like... you drew a triangle and the bottom, yeah. the bottom of the triangle was a curt, like a smiley face. And then there's like mirrors that you look like a little telescope and you slide it down. It is a way to discern your latitude using the sun. And it was before like a GPS, right? So it's how you could figure out where you were um, before you had like, you know. And you like still use them. So you have to be trained on them because um, boats get hit by lightning all the time. And and that's actually not such a terrible, dangerous thing for people. Um, But uh, yeah, you can lose your, your electronic systems. um, Wow. So I was just wondering, since we are, it seems like we are moving away from paper charts is what you just said, which I think is kind of um, interesting because we like, we very much rely on our paper charts. Yeah. Um, Uh, so... So I was wondering what, like, what's, what's going on there? Cool. Uh, yeah. I will get as deep into it as I as I probably politically can without getting sure. in trouble from Fair. my admiral. Yep. Um, Everything, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, paper charts are on the way out. Okay. However, that doesn't mean we're going to stop making paper charts. Uh, okay. We're just going to be making the data for ENCs. We actually have something out there called a NOAA custom chart, where you can make your mm-hmm. own paper chart of anywhere that NOAA has uh, data at. Uh, I can I can send you a link to that. I've actually that's been cool. using it myself to make like art projects. Um, yeah, that's fun. Are those are they free? Uh, the charts, yes, hundo percent free. The custom chart, yeah, you'll yes, have custom chart, hundo percent. Wow, folks, if you want a nice gift to give someone, get get a chart of your favorite area. Yeah, uh, I will <laughs> say, um, this is Taylor speaking, not Noah speaking. Yes, um, hello, Taylor. <laughs> I don't think they're as pretty. I will. I. I I have my category B cartography license and I'm really into cartography. And like, I'm a, I did, this is going to sound really nerdy. I did my own lead line survey because I thought it'd be funny to do. And I, so I learned how to use like a sextant, like, so normally use yeah. it like this way up and yep. down. Yeah. I learned how to use it horizontally because you can use it to like take your position and yeah. like use like triangles. Anyways, uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I will say out loud, uh, Taylor's opinion. Um, there's a reason why I keep on falling back into raster charts. I call them rasters. They're just paper charts. Paper. Um, raster, in case you're curious, just means picture. Um, uh, I keep on falling back in them because they're pretty. And because they're pretty and they're easy to look at, uh, yeah. I, you know, you find yourself using them more. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, we do still have options on how to make a paper chart. You can use you know, a custom chart. Okay. Um, the other reason, though, that we are really focusing on the electronic chart world is updating uh it takes a long time to update a uh, a paper chart i have been involved with chart corrections um which is a yes. whole process I, yeah i was and the nav officer on my first ship and it is a yeah it's a thing and yeah. then you get to a point where you're just like i just gotta order a new chart yeah because you've scribbled on it so much so folks when you have to update a chart 
NOAA will put out new charts, I'm pretty sure, right? Yes. But also they can just send you a list of things to have, like you can have your own chart that you've is however old. And it's a list of things like at these coordinates, you need to add a rock here. And mm. you have all these fancy stencils it's and like color it in. And- yeah, the rock. kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a very precise thing, right? So it's kind of a huge pain in the butt to do. Yeah, and it's um, a legal document too. So like, if you, um, right. you mess you it up, how big mail. are these charts? Like varying uh, sizes. Very, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, okay, so like a regular like roadmap drives me fucking nuts. Um, Bigger. For the, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, 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 big. But it depends, yeah. So we can be from college size, like, you know, you're giving a presentation, college size board poster to, um, we give out like chartlets, which are like more manageable size, but are smaller versions. Um, yeah, they, they just vary in size and it all goes back to like, whoever first went out to do that survey was like, yeah, this is my paper and I'm going to make it this size is that's what I've always heard. And we're right now actually changing it up right now. So we're going back and research, not resurveying, but we're like, we're us in um, a lot of places actually are going back and we're looking at our charts and saying like, okay, we can't have these crazy different size charts. They've got to be like, um, like divided up better. So we're now like something them up and everything. So if you go now to like Noah's uh, chart page, you'll see like through the great lakes and into uh, New York city, you'll see like everything's like squared, like really precisely squared or anything. Um, and that's our re, uh, retooling of, of the charts, uh, not retooling the information, the same, we're just making. So, um, the information is, is a little bit more precise and can be on smaller, uh, formats, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I will say when I went through my training and to this day, still, we still teach people how to, how to chart on a paper chart because it is a skill yeah. you don't want to lose. I will say though, the first time I got on a bridge of a NOAA ship, it was really funny. We were underway. And, uh, I turned to the OD OD as officer of the deck. So instead of having mates, uh, cause we're in the military style lifestyle yeah. with officers of decks. And that just means that you're in charge of the boat at the moment, the captain's below you've been given the captain's blessing. You are, you're good. Are um, there mates as well? Or is it, we have one like or two mates, mates still and, and ABs and things like that. Yeah, there okay. are ABs. So, uh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of wow. ABs. There's engineers, AB um, is able-bodied seamen. And it's kind of, kind of like a mate. It's like a step above just being a deckhand. Yeah. Right? My understanding of it. Okay. Yeah. It's the cool. people that like actually make sure the boat works. Sure. Uh, while the, the mates are dra- around driving or anything, the ABs are like, you know, they're, they're working they're with pulling, their hands. They're pulling and they're, the lines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but my first time ever on the bridge, one of the funniest things was, uh, we walk up to the, we take over a watch, a watch is, I'm trying to make sure I say all of my nautical things here for you. you got uh, it, yeah. A watch is like the time period that you're up there and you're in charge of making sure that things are good. It's like when you're on a road trip and it's your turn to drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a lovely, you know, I've been trying to explain watches to people for a while and I really like that yeah. analogy. Um, how long are, what, what watch schedule do you stand? Uh, oh God. I know the time. Uh, I, I don't, know I won't only... know the name. Just tell me the hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it changes every time. Uh, <laughs> okay. I like to call, we call them, I go by the cycles and everything. So there's the, sure. um, four on four off. So that means yep. you're four on the bridge, four off the bridge. The bridge is the place that you drive the ship you're from. Uh, yeah. and then you do fours back on and then, uh, 12 off. Yeah. So we have that cycle. That's my favorite cycle. That's you can get a full night's sleep. Yep. Uh, most of the ship to work on now, that is what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. But every now and then we do the four and eight, which is four yeah. on, eight off, four on, eight off. So you're never going to get a full eight hours of sleep because you've got to get that bridge 30 minutes before and you're going to be leaving a little late. Um, right. But yeah, that's what our watch cycles are normally like. I personally like the night watches because uh, 
I don't know. I just feel like a big kid. It's like I'm being left alone and told to drive. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but navigation, we're talking about charts and navigation. Weren't sorry, we? I'm uh, sorry. No, no worries. No worries. We've uh, been bouncing around a lot here, which is, it's like, it, uh, you know, we're having a good conversation. I hope everyone can follow along, but yeah, so I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this. So okay. good. Thank you for your support, Carly. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So my first time ever on the bridge, I walk up to the chart and, um, I asked the OD like, okay, I need to make a, a, a mark to say like where we are. And, he, and he's like, yep. I'm like, okay, what am I going to take? Like, I know where this is going. A fix on. <laughs> and so like, I look yeah. outside, there's the, oh man, I got to be careful not to use nautical terms, allidades, which are just compasses on the side of the bridge to let you know where you are. Yeah. Um, I was like, look, look at the allidades. I'm like, there's nothing to take a, a, a fix on. Like there's nothing for me to like shoot. Um, and take a fix on shooting is shoot a bearing. Um, a bearing is a direction. Uh, there's nothing to get these things on. And he turns to me, he's like, let's use a GPS unit. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's a different GPS than the one that Ectus is using. Ectus is an electronic uh, chart. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, it's the same one. I'm like, then why am I taking a fix? Yeah. What am I doing? I, it already did it. Uh, redundancy. Fix, yeah. yeah. It's, it's still important. Still redundancy. You want to make sure that like that thing ain't broken. Yeah. Um, and you want to keep up your skills. So like, you're still keeping that skills of like, okay, I get out my little compass and my little, uh, triangle. And we have these, I love triangles. I don't know if you're a parallel ruler person or a triangle person. I use triangles. Yeah. Triangles are the superior method. Uh, triangles ruler. are the shit, right? You totally yeah. You nailed it. You, nailed it. you got it. <laughs> I'm team triangle. Really? Oh my God. Do you realize that's crazy. Team triangle. Oh, yeah. yeah. You ever watch, uh, you guys ever watch Veep before? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Veep where she's showing off the, um, the vice president's house and um uh she's like trying to show it off but she's like never there and she's like oh yeah I used to be the uh, uh navy person and she just picks something up and she's like going like this is a a nautical thing it's a parallel ruler she just picks up a parallel ruler yeah. and just starts playing with it so if you ever go find that scene that is what a parallel ruler is. <laughs> that is yeah. Um slidey one so many pictures I'm gonna be posting later. Yeah there's <laughs> a lot of looking things. up for myself in four years, I've gone from uh, knowing nothing about the ocean to uh, speaking the language. It is, it is a, a whole, whole language. Yeah. I, oh, I, I wish someone would have told me in high school. I, <laughs> Carly, do you know what a pilot is? Not what no. you think. <laughs> Not what you think. Okay. I'm going to tell you what a pilot is because like this tell is a me. Cool it's a cool job. Yeah. And we're talking like Mundo dollar. Yes. Dollar oh, yeah. Very Ooh, happy. Tell Very me. Tell me. Are they We're talking hiring? about time. Uh, Carly, no offense, <laughs> no. you don't want to do this. Uh, no. <laughs> you're not a 21 year old person. Um, yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So a pilot is a person that goes on a vessel that is coming in into a port and they get up there and they bring it in. But how do they get on the boat? Oh, you know, we're just talking these huge thousand foot long tankers and they just take a little tiny small boat that's maybe 20 feet long and they just ram it into the side of the boat. Then they get on the little pilot ladder, which is literally just a ladder, normally trustworthy. And they just do, 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 climb it up. They do, 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 climb up to the bridge. They go up there and they just start telling the captain like, yeah, you see that rock over there? Yeah, you want to stay away from that one over there. If a little bit of a current comes through, it will push you to the left a little bit. So you want to put at least three degrees rudder on. And like, oh that's what they God. are. They are and just like while the ship is actively um, steaming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> steaming. Nice. Yeah, nice. So it's yeah, it's like wow. a pretty dangerous job because you have to go meet you meet these cargo ships before they're in the port. So you go out to meet them, you go up into their bridge, and then like you as a pilot, you have to know your own port like the back of your hand. So I'm pretty good. sure the final 
Yeah. Go ahead, Correct go ahead, me go if ahead. I'm wrong. I don't wanna, I'm pretty no, sure no, the, you're right. yeah, the final um like the final exam for it is like you have to draw the chart out of memory. Is that correct? Wow. One to one. Yeah. Like I'm not Almost like it's no not error. like yeah. no, zero error. You're not allowed any error. I have wow. seen these things. They are beautiful. Uh, we yeah. got to meet the pilots of Virginia and Maryland. And Very it is cool. just and also this isn't a government job. This is they are they are like guilds. They're contractors or no, they're like guilds, but they legally have to exist. So like you get to sit in that sweet, sweet spot of like, I need to legally exist, but I ain't government. Yeah. And wow. so they are making, and by the time they're retiring, they're making they're probably making a million a year uh, without even thinking about it. Jesus, but it sounds um, terrifying though. It like, is so. it, dangerous and, and hard. Yeah. Yes. And you are, when you first start, you are getting paid almost nothing. It is like becoming a doctor, right? You're getting paid nothing. You are living in that boathouse. You have crap hours and um, you do that for like a good five to six years. And then maybe you get to make your way up to being a pilot and you get your pilot's number. And that's like a big fancy thing. Yeah. Pilots are like, when you meet a pilot, it's just like, hold hold the phone man you are just yeah. <laughs> you are so cool yeah uh oh wow oh yeah sorry i just want to let you know about pilots because no, i wish someone was, in high school cool. would have told me uh, i have no clue i had no clue that was a job that's awesome yeah any uh teenagers out there listening to this you know you still have time yeah actually, you know what, though? Maybe, is this really, honestly calling? anyone anyone can can do this at any point Age yeah, actually, but, what yeah. I've heard is they don't even want kids that go to Merch, Merch Mariner Academies. Oh, um, skip, skip. That is what I've time. heard. Um, at least Virginia pilots, almost, I want to say one half of them are from VMI, which is Virginia Military Institute, uh, mm-hmm. um, because they don't want that experience beforehand, right? Like, this is the rumors I've heard. They don't want the, the person being like, oh, I already know how to drive a ship. They're like, no, we want them fresh and we need to teach them. We want to teach them. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm not a pilot. So those are just right. rumors I've heard. Uh, Carla, do you know what a Merchant Mariner Academy is? I just realized that's another thing I just said. No, wait, is that at all related to the Merchant Marines? It is. Yeah. It My is. grandpa was a baker for the Merchant Marines in World War II. A <laughs> baker? Yeah. Made the bread? The yeah. Oh, that's yep. very cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, Yo, yeah. both my grandparents, my grandfathers were also Marines. Maybe your grandfather cooked for my grandfather. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's funny. My so, but no, other other than that, I have yeah. no clue. I don't yeah. know anything outside so, of that. <laughs> uh, if you want to get an unlimited license or you want to go work in, in the engineering room um, mm-hmm. and you don't want to work up the hose pipe. Oh, man, I just dropped another word. Didn't yeah, I? that's a big one. Sorry, that's a big one. <laughs> Working up the hose pipe means you start at the very bottom and work your way up. Um, okay. okay. And that's a, that's a tough way doing it. That's um, how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the, uh, no joke. I respect those people more than anyone else. Like those are, those people know their job. Uh, but so you go to a merchant Mariner Academy. Um, and so there's a federal one, the merchant, uh, Marine Academy, um, which is like the other academies like coast guard, air force and all that. Um, and then there's the other ones that are state, uh, academies. Like there's one in uh, mass maritime is the big one, Ma- main maritime, uh, Texas a, A&M, a SUNY maritime. If you're looking for a state school. California yes. has one. That's like the chill one. Yeah, I've heard um, that one has no boot camp. They all have like yeah. a two-week boot camp. And California's has no boot camp. The Cali like one's boot. chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you do that for four years and you come out and you have your uh, unlimited license or you have your engineering license. They have their own, all they have all their own vernacular as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's how you, that's how you drive ships. That's how you get to this. And I really wish someone as a kid would have told me like, you know, you want to go drive a ship. What's you got to do? Yeah. You got to like start young. 
Like sometimes you I feel like, to. yeah, it's too late for me. <laughs> no way. Why would, no what? way. No, we just hired <laughs> you, a, you could have this before you're 30. We just hired a chief engineer on the, on the Thomas Jefferson and chief engineer is not like an easy job to get to. He sure. started uh, his maritime life in 2008 after the financial crisis. Um, and he was already, I think 35 or 40 before he oh. started it. So yeah, never too young. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming, um, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's probably a male dominated field that you're in, like probably like a big boys club on the ship. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. 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 No yeah. comment. I mean, my old CEO was a female. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm supposed to not say female. I've been told that uh, it was a, was a woman. Um, and my old XO was a woman. Uh, uh, a couple of my, a lot of my counterparts are women as well, but uh, yes, in the maritime industry, I would definitely say is a male dominated industry, unfortunately. I mean, it makes sense historically. Um, but yeah, I, I work in a male dominated field. So it's Lila. I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So I mean, well, I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. What's up? What is, what's what up? is, what is standing watches like on a tall ship? Oh like, man. <laughs> I know it's like to be in under the cover of a bridge and be like, Ooh, nice and warm and like look at my yeah. electronics and everything. And so what's it like, like on a tall ship? Yeah, it's a little, uh, probably very different. So, um, we're also specifically a, a tall ship that does scientific research. So we have the watch split up into two departments, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so there's the labbies, the people in the lab that do all the research for that six hour period. We do six on 12 off. Um, and then we have the deck department and they do, they like make sure the ship is going to where it needs to be, that we're sailing efficiently and that we are stopping and going when we have to, right. If we're putting things in the water or not. Um, but yeah, it's cold. <laughs> it's a lot colder than what you do. I'm sure. Cause we yeah. don't have walls outside. Right. Oh. Um, are so you taking our... CTDs and stuff? Like when you say you're doing lab stuff, is like, yeah, CTDs yeah. And... So we have a, a CTD. It's something that measures, um, salinity or conductivity, the C, mm-hmm. uh, temperature and depth CTD. Uh, we have a tiny CTD on our Niskin carousel, which is what we normally put in the water. So it's, That's um, a big thing. They just like mounted is... probes relatively small but yeah mounted probe so it's like a, a big circle a big cylinder if you will mm-hmm. that has a ours has 12 bottles on it and they're bottles that you can program to close at certain depths um through a computer mechanism um called an afm which is an automatic firing mechanism but uh so our we have a small one ours has 12 niskin bottles on it if you go on like a huge NOAA research vessel um or a hui research vessel they'll have niskin carousels with 30 bottles on it um, Plus, no Ours is very small. We just yeah. take sound velocity for our sonar. So ours is, oh, like, fun. It's, it's called a C-cast and it's like no bigger yeah. than like, it's like a little thing you can hug. That so. is um, less stressful because ours is 400 pounds and you're riding the waves and you got to make sure it doesn't smash into the hull. <laughs> so yeah, very fun. Do you have a marine technician on the boat? That you were? Do you have like marine techs? Sort of, uh, we call yeah. them survey techs. Okay. Um, and so we work, uh, my job as a hydrographer, I work alongside them and all on the on the hydro side, they're called, uh, they all really focus on survey, uh, hydrography mm-hmm. side. And then sure. on our fishery side, yeah, we have, we have the same thing. Uh, most yeah. of the time though, uh, NOAA ships, uh, the employees on board are not really, I mean, we're doing the science, but we're not doing the science. Uh, sure. we, we, we bring on board scientists, uh, the hydro yeah. ships are unique in that we do the science. That's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love this. This was so much fun. Unfortunately we have to wrap up no worries that is um, this might be a two-parter which is which will be our first one which is so exciting uh, so yeah. that's great 
Um, but anyways, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. I loved watching you guys nerd out about boats and boat talk. And I learned so many new words today yeah. and I can't wait to look up all these pictures of all things. I don't know. about. If, if you don't mind, can I plug something real fast? Please. Oh, that was please. my last question. Yeah. I'll yeah. plug for Noah. That way I can't get in trouble. Uh, Noah, <laughs> uh, uh, our ships and everything are hiring right now. Uh, and I think it comes with a 10 grand uh, hiring bonus. Ooh. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lila, do you, Lila, you should work for Noah. <laughs> I, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, so like we're hiring Noah's ABs and everything. Yeah. Um, and then if you're interested in Noah Core, we're always, always recruiting. You can just Google Noah Core um, and then talk to a recruiter or feel free to email me. Um, I'll yeah, send can my we, email um, to you guys. Can we yeah. put out your email or your socials or? Uh, don't put out my social security on? number, okay. please. No, um, yeah. Okay. No social security number. No, I'm just Sorry, joking. Folks, no uh, identity theft today. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my email or anything. It's just, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll send that out to you. It's just yeah, my first name. Okay. I'll name. put it on the website, you guys. And um, uh, do you have an Instagram or anything that you want to put out there? You don't have to, but. Uh, the only thing I have out there is, uh, is tkartography.com. Uh, okay, cute. And it's cute. my little uh, cute website that I, I host all my fun stuff on, but fun. that's just, that's just my art oh, thing. Oh, cute. Amazing. Check that out, well, folks. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you you. everyone for listening. Um, Again, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at water.water everywhere. And there you can find all the links to all these things that we learned today. And so we'll be back next week. Thank you. See you later. Thanks again. Yeah. Bye. bye. Take care.